to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. I grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over 10.0.5 patch notes. These have been out for roughly a week now and they've not added much since then. Uh, They were chopping and changing as they were coming out. They added a couple bits and pieces, but these are probably what we're going to be getting in the new year, sort of early to mid-January time. There's going to be a lot of stuff in these patch notes, so what I'm going to do is sort of break it down by um, class or like section almost, because there is a lot to get through and then go back over them after I've read out the uh, specific section and my thoughts and stuff on them. But as always, we have the weekly news this week. So we have uh, the world boss for this week. I'm going to absolutely butcher this name. Uh, Basuel? Basil? It's not basil. Basil is something that you put on food. Basuel? Oh my god. I'm I'm really not good with this. (laughs) B-A-Z-U-A-L. It is the boss that is in Azure Span. I will I will get the uh, names eventually because you obviously have like um, ones that were in Shadowlands were quite tough. Arona Monos, uh, Morgeth was quite easily. Uh, I've already forgotten the Shadowlands world bosses. That's insane, isn't it? But yeah, Arona Monos being one of the longer and more weirdly uh, named NPCs in that expansion. So he's in the Azure Span, can drop a piece of gear, but again, you don't have to kill him necessarily. It's just some nice rep and potential gear, nothing too serious. We have Dragonflight Dungeons as the bonus event for this week, as we have had a weekly rest due to it being Christmas last week. Comp Stomp is your weekly brawl. So this one is very simple. You go in there and it's a very easy way to gain honor. Essentially, if you need to gear any characters, you go in there, you do about six, seven battlegrounds, you're fully geared on a PvP character. It's very simple, very easy and very fun to do. We have the mythic affixes for this week are volcanic, fortified, sanguine and uh, thundering. I did that off the top of my head because I forgot to write it in my book. That's pretty impressive, um, <laughs> if you do say so myself. So, fortified, the mobs in the instance, the non-boss enemies, are increased damage and healing, so make sure you use a couple extra spells and cooldowns for these. We have Sanguine. After a enemy dies, they leave a pool of red sort of goo on the floor don't stand in the goo make sure all of the mobs are moved out of the goo as it heals them and deals damage to you volcanic very simple this one there'll be little volcanoes that are underneath uh, the player you just move or sidestep them so that they don't knock you up into the air very annoying if you're a caster and you have thundering which is the seasonal affix thundering Every 30-odd to a minute, you get a buff on you and a party member. Not necessarily you, but two party members. And this will increase your damage for a set amount of time. Once it ticks down to about two to one second left on it, you want to meet with the person who has the other buff and cleanse it. Otherwise, it will stun you and do a bit of damage. It's something that you do not want to uh, deal with, essentially, the stun. The spell that we're going to be looking at the history of this week is Soulfire. Soulfire is a warlock spell and it's been in the game ever since the release of World of Warcraft. So in the its first patch was in the test patch 
literally a couple months before it was um going live it was added in uh, like less than a month before world of warcraft went live how insane is that so it was added at level 48 the first change came from patch 2.0 and that was the mana cost reduced by approximately 45 percent you had two note three changes in wrath of lich king you had the cooldown was removed from a one minute cooldown and then you had pyroclasm no longer provides a chance to stun the target as the talent itself was reworked and aftermath no longer gives a chance to daze the target as the talent was reworked as well just a couple things that like um basically change up damage of uh soulfire and then the final challenge talent in wrath of lich king was molten core talent in demonology tree now has a chance to increase the damage of your soul fire by 6 12 and 18 percent and critical strike chance by 5 10 and 15 percent when warlocks corruption deals damage this was just a nice little buff essentially nothing too crazy in cataclysm you had four different changes you had now has a 40 yard range up from 30 yards Last time reduced to 4 seconds, down from 6 seconds, and damage increased. And Soulburn uh, effect made it an instant cast, which is, by the way, very insane. Um, the next change in Cataclysm, you had the damage has been reduced by approximately 12%. A little hot fix was Soulfire will no longer consume both Empowered Imp and soul burn when they are active it will consume empowered imp and leave soul burn still active empowered imp basically just gave you a chance to um have your next soul fire as an instant cast um nothing too crazy with that and the final change for cataclysm was now scales with 72.6 percent of your spell power up from 62.5 a very specific percentage why 0.6 that makes no sense at all but it is what it is you had a couple changes in missa pandaria the first being now a demonology specialization ability always crits damage increased by critical strike chance and generates demonic fury now scales with 70 percent of spell power down from 72.6 a new spell effect so very simple really and then the second change was a simple buff of 22% more damage very simple i guess we had a few few changes in warlords of draenor soulfire's damage has been reduced by 20% and then soulfire's damage has been increased by 25% so i think a net positive i don't think it is actually i think it's just a t- tiny bit worse off than what it was I, I can't be bothered to really go into the maths. You know what? Let's go into the maths. One thousand. We'll just say one thousand damage. It does. Twenty uh, percent of one thousand two hundred eight hundred damage. What's um twenty five percent of eight hundred? Oh god, this is really gonna. Uh, no, two hundred. No, it literally did get just its buff reverted. It's the exact same number. They didn't even need to nerf it in the first place, apparently. And then the last change. <laughs> for god's sake in warlords of draenor it was it now deals 25 percent less damage so overall it got a nerf in the expansion which is a bit rough in legion it was removed and then in battle for azeroth it was re-added now a level 15 destruction talent mana cost reduced from 15 percent to two percent of your base mana 
Fast time reduced to 1.5 seconds. Now has a 20 second cooldown reduced by 2 seconds for every soul shard spent and generates 4 soul shards. I don't think there was ever a build where you want to be using soul fire. I'm pretty sure it was... It's one of them spells that was a very niche spell and it could have been casted just for fun. But essentially you're not going to use it in a base rotation uh, in any sort of form. Not unless you got like instant cast of it like you did in Mr. Pandaria, but essentially, yeah, you're not you're not going crazy with it. So let's get into the PTR patch notes. We have a lot. There's actually so many. So we'll start off with new events and features. There's a couple. We have a new feature, the trading post, and new event, the Storm's Fury. A new feature is making its way to Warlords of Dra- Warlords of Drain or Christ. Um World of Warcraft, the trading post. Completely uh, monthly activities to earn currency towards decking out your characters in cosmetic transmogs, pets and mounts with new items and activities introduced each month. Uh, a set of traders will move their wares into the capital cities of Stormwind and Orgrimmar and essentially you can just do quests for them. Um, to obtain these unique cosmetic items, uh, you need to acquire a new account-wide currency called Trader's Tender. This can be earned in two ways. Automatically, each month, just by logging in and heading to the trading post, you can collect 500 Trader's Tender uh, each month from a chest called the Collector's Cash. By completing monthly activities in the Traveller's Log, a monthly set of activities provides the opportunity to earn up to 500 additional Trader's Tender. Very good. Uh, And yeah, the final Trader's Tender amounts are subject to change will be iterating on this new feature in the test on the PTR. Very simple. I think I went over this in a recent episode, the Traders post, but it is very good. It's something for a lot of casual players to get their hands on, you know, sort of earn cosmetics, do random stuff within the world. It brings the world to life because a lot of people are going to the Plaguelands to pick some herbs or doing slash love at the aspects or even going to you know, pay respects at a graveyard or something they could do in, like, Northshire Abbey. It really brings the world to life and it allows some more exploration within the world. They could send a lot of people to do all uh, all manner of things all over the world of Azeroth, which is really, really cool. New event, the Storm's Fury. A new event has begun taking place in the Primalist future. Uh, head to the portal that can be found at the Temporal Conflux in Thaldrasis, and the Storm's Fury event will spin up... Uh, will spin up every five hours. The Primalists are bringing some of their strongest forces to bear to preserve their future plans and dominate Azeroth. You will want to head out with a group of mighty adventurers to seal their portals and defeat their mighty monstrosities. But participating, you will receive Essence of the Storm, which can be exchanged for rewards. Look out for the vendors who can sell you items to help weather the storm, as uh, the Primalists will try to freeze all of their enemies to the bone. This will be testable in the later PTR update. We'll provide an update once it's available to test. So no one's seen this yet, but I imagine it's going to be like the uh, storms that we have currently going on in WoW, but it will be for either a little bit better gear, you know, just like five extra item levels, nothing too crazy, or it will be for cosmetics, maybe like some stormy gear, um, some real sort of flair to your uh, transmogs, I don't know. Maybe even just like uh, weapon enchants or like they could do like shoulder enchants. Give them like some wind 
uh, sort of animations. I don't know. But yeah, it'll be fun to see tested. And if there's new events constantly, even in like the smaller patches, like the 10.0.5, then it will keep the game a lot fresh. It will keep the game really intriguing and something to do, essentially, that is new. Um, So now we're into the main sort of bulk of the PTR. And these are all the class changes. There's nerfs, buffs, reworks. There's absolutely everything. So I'm going to go down the druid uh, tr- like stuff and I will give my absolute opinion on the druid as a whole. I- I've got to give it as a whole because, yeah, it's absolutely insane the amount of stuff that they've like done in terms of uh, reworks. So the druids. Uh, all druids now learn swipe at level 10. Swipe and Brutal Slash Damage reduced by 50%. Killer Instinct changed to 2 points, granting 3-6% to 6% physical damage and armor. Nurturing Instinct changed to, to 2 points, granting 3-6 to 6 magical damage and healing. New Talent improves Swipe, improves uh, Swipe's damage and Brutal Slashes by 100%. New Talent Forest Walk, casting Regrowth, increases the movement speed and healing received by 5% for 3-6 uh, to six seconds. New talent Gale wins, increases Typhoon's radius by 20% and range by 5, uh, 5 yards. New talent in, in sen, Incessant Tempest, oh my god, my brain just isn't working sometimes, uh, reduces the cooldown of Typhoon by 5 seconds. New connection between Rake and Rip. New connection between Mame and Tireless Pursuit. New connection between, a lot of new connections in the talent tree, we'll just say that. Wild Growth moved up from moved up and removed curse moved to to the side. Uh, improved rejuvenation moved up in the tree. Sunfire and Star Surge moved to the side. Feral Druids now start with Rip instead of Thrash. Uh, for balance, the balance Druid tree has been redesigned completely. Lunar Eclipse no longer increased the critical strike chance of Starfire. Lunar Eclipse now increased the damage uh, Starfire deals to enemies by 50%. Uh, Umbral Intensity now further increased the damage of Starfire deals to enemies by 10 and 20%. Circle Life and Death has been removed, but replaced with a new talent called Cosmic Rapidity. Your Moonfire, Sunfire and Stellar Flare deal damage 13-25% faster. Feral... Circular life and damage, or circular life and death damage duration compressed, reduced to twenty five or twenty percent was twenty five. Case for blood bonus to ferocious bite damage increased to four to eight percent per bleed on the target. It was two to four. Rampant ferocity damage increased to thirty five percent of ferocious bite damage was twenty five. So they're looking at more of a bite build. Um, dreadful bleedings bonus to rip damage reduced to fifteen. Infectious Wounds bonus uh, reduced to 25%. Vein Ripper increased the bleed durations, increased to 33%. Lunar Inspiration damage increased by 66%. That's huge, by the way. People don't understand how huge that is because that actually gives um, Lunar Inspiration a chance at competing with Feral Frenzy. Uh, Tear Open Wounds moved to row 4. Survival Instincts moved. Uh, Infectious Wounds moved. Berserk moved. Moment of Clarity moved. Uh, these all moved rows. Berserk, Heart of the Lion and Berserk Frenzy moved within row 7 and connections changed. Position of Wild Slashes and Brutal uh, Swipe swapped in their choice node. Lunar Inspiration is now a choice node with Feral Frenzy. 
Jesus Christ, Druids really got a mix-up. Guardian. The Guardian Druid tree has been redesigned. Assigned's Adapt is now baseline. Innovate can now be cast in bear form. Uh, front of the pack, uh, move to row three. Flashing claws, uh, switch positions with uh, reinvigorate. Uh, new talent, Thorns of Iron. When you cast Iron Thur, you can also deal physical damage equal to 30% of your armor. Split among enemies within 12 yards. That's really good, by the way. That seems like it will be very good in uh, Mythics. New talent, Raise. Strikes uh, with the Might of Ursoc, dealing physical damage to all enemies in front of you. Damage reduced beyond five targets. New talent, Moonless Knight. When you cast a single target ability on an enemy affected by Moonfire, you cause them to burn for an additional 10% arcane damage. New talent, Lunar Beam. Summons a beam of Lunar Light at your location. Sounds very cool. Dealing arcane damage and healing you over 8.5 seconds. Our thing restructured. That sounds really cool. That sounds really cool, actually. Earth Warden, Tooth and Claw, Reinforced Armor, and after... The Wildfire slash Guardian of a Loon now connections into the final gate section. Pulverized Blood Fury and Twin Moonfire uh, have found slightly different homes. Uh, Vicious Cycle Fury of Nature and Scintillating Moonlight have changed icons. That is a lot of stuff for Druid. Okay, so firstly, yes, it's really good that they're switching up the talent trees for all of the Druid specs. I think Feral might have a really good talent tree. Um... Guardian seemed fine to be honest, but Boomkin is the big one. Boomkin's talent tree was very underwhelming, and you had to get a lot of like choices that you didn't necessarily want if you were doing PvP, PvE, stuff like that. Um PvE was a bit easier to, you know, sort of go around the choices that you didn't want, but PvP you're kind of gridlocked behind stuff that you don't want but you have to take. Um Sadly, on the PTR, though, it's not great. Uh, the redesign for the Boomkin talent tree, I have yet to test out the Guardian Druid one. But ultimately, uh, this is a very good sign. I, I do have to say it's a very good sign. Purely on the basis that they're not afraid to switch up talent trees, even though the um, like expansion is already like in full flow, essentially. It's really nice that we have that they want that option to change it up as and when it's possible to if a talent tree just simply is not working out at all and they have the option to change it there but they're scared because it's oh it's already in the middle of an expansion who cares change it it makes the game feel fresh people will find a way to get really good results out of the talent trees that you provide even if they're absolutely like awful they are the worst talent trees ever you will find people dedicated to that specialization that will make it work and they will make it work really well mind you look at everything over the past like lifespan of world of warcraft boomkin in classic was barely even playable it was called oomkin for a reason because their mana sustain was absolutely awful didn't stop people playing it People played it for the fun. You just chug mana pots every two minutes at the start of the fight. You just absolutely go crazy with your rotations. You like you people figure it out. People will figure it out. So it's really nice to see that they're so uh, I've forgotten the word. They're willing to change it up drastically, which is a really good sign. 
It's not the best talent tree, I will say that now for Boomkins. Uh, a couple things could be changed, but it's it's really good that they're looking to just change it. And I'm all for it. It will make my class feel so fresh. It will make them feel so fresh indeed. Even if I don't like the changes. That's the thing. If they make it fun, then that's fine. It's when they make the game unfun. It's when you kind of feel like, oh, it's a drag to play, that kind of thing. Evoker. Preservation. Uh, redesign the delivery method for temporal anomalies absorb shields. Absorb shields are now applied to all allies it passes through. The absorb effectiveness reduced to beyond five targets. Was three pulse three times uh, pulses three times and heals two allies per pulse. It spends its speed has also been increased by forty percent and the orb is no longer slowed down when it detects an ally in its radius. Temporal anomaly cooldown increased to fifteen seconds was six seconds. I don't think this was a problem. Probably in the PVE, it was a problem. Nozdormu's teaching has been redesigned. Now reduces the cooldown of empowered spells by five seconds when temporal anomaly is cast. Resonating sphere now applies echo to the first six allies it passes through. Time in need cooldown reduced to 60 seconds was 90 seconds. I don't have much say on Evoker, preservation Evoker anyway. Um, I'm still getting very much used to them. All I know is that they can basically shit out a lot of heals very quickly in arenas and i feel like you need to tune the numbers down a little bit for evoker just a tiny bit and then raise the other healers up to that level in my opinion because evoker healing's great it's it's very good it allows that it means that you have to actually cc the healer in order to kill something compared to say holy paladin where it's very tough to actually get a lot of good healing value out of your spells if they've got a mortal strike or just a load of damage that are coming out from a melee cleave you can get a lot of value from like just pressing one dream breath from evoker so you have to cc them that's my only uh thoughts on the matter for evokers uh hunter marksman salvo has been redesigned your next multi-shot or volley now also applies explosive shot up to two targets hit 45 second cooldown does not occur. incur the global cooldown, so no GCD for that. Double tap has been removed and replaced by tactical reload in the talent tree. New talent, tactical reload. Aim shot and rapid shot cooldown reduced by 10%. This is so rough for hunters, by the way. Tactical reload and steady focus have been swapped positions in the talent tree. Calling the shots now reduces the cooldown of true shot by 2.5 seconds per focus spent. Per 50 focus spent was 1.5. Losing double tap as Marksman Hunter is huge. It's absolutely huge. It's gutted uh, that quite a hefty amount in PvP anyway. I'm not sure about PvE. I would imagine it's still very much gutted it because that is your burst window double tap. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad to see it go. But I feel like they have been done dirty with the... Uh, with the new talent replacement for Double Tap. That's all I'll say. I feel like they've been done dirty with that one. Monk, Mr. Weaver, new talent. Sh- uh, Shilun's Gift draws in all nearby clouds of mist, healing up to three nearby allies per cloud absorbed. The cloud of mist is generated every eight seconds while in combat. This is very good. This seems very, very good. That seems like another big cooldown for um, Mr. Weaver Monks. That sounds very fun. I'm very intrigued to see that. New ta- wow, they got loads of new talents. 
Uh, Veil of Pride increases Shaolin's gift cloud of misgeneration to every four seconds. Again, seems really good. New talent, Shao Hao's lessons. Each time you cast Shaolin, Shaolun's gift, you learn one of the Shao Hao's lessons up to 30 seconds based on how many clouds of mist you are consuming. New talent, Lessons of Doubt. You do up to 30% more damage and healing to targets based on their current health. That's kind of good. I like that. That's kind of like Twist of Fate for priests. Uh, new talent, Lesson of Despair. Your critical strike chance is increased by 25% while above 80% health. New talent, Lesson of Fear. Decrease your damage taken by 15% and increase your haste by 20%. Wait, what? You just take less damage... And you get 20% haste. 20% haste. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's bloody crazy. Um, new talent, lesson of anger. 20% of the damage or healing you deal is duplicated every four seconds. That's very good. I really like that talent. That could be absolutely incredible. New talent burst of life. Life cocoon's cooldown is reduced by 20 seconds, but its absorb amount is reduced by 40%. When life cocoon expires, it releases a burst of mist that restores health to three nearby allies. Choice node with calming coalescence. Revival's healing now increased by 100% while not in a raid. So this is PvP and um, Mythic Plus dungeons stuff. Bone Dust Brew, removed and replaced with Shaolin's, Shaolin's Gift, which is really good. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. And that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. At a, at a new age. Oh my god. These words, man. Attenuation, uh, I'm just going with that. Removed and replaced with Shao Hao's Lessons. Bountiful Brew, removed and replaced with Veil of Pride. Okay. Monks seem very good. This might put monks up there in terms of PvP for healing, like competition. You don't see a lot of them in PvE or PvP, mainly due to the fact that you've got to stand there and cast for the heals. And a lot of people who do, like, Mythic Raiding obviously need to be moving constantly on a in order to get use out of their uh, spells and damage and all of that, because it is very hectic, and that is the same for PvP. But with the amount of big cooldowns that you can utilise, and even like the passive healing now, like it's duplicated uh, every four seconds, 20% of the healing or damage that you deal, that's insane. That means that you can get constant healing like out more often, rather than just, you know, your hots, such as Renewing Mists and Enveloping Mists, stuff like that. So I like the way that they're taking Monk. It seems very, very good, in my opinion. 
Paladin, you have Blessing of Winter, has been redesigned, now restores 1% mana per 2 seconds, only castable on friendly healers. That's rough, because Blessing of Winter, Summer, whatever it is, essentially is a massive damage buff for any DPS, so that change is huge for them. Avenging Crusader now costs 5 Holy Power, it was 50% of your mana, a reduced cooldown to 45 seconds was 2 minutes, and reduced duration to 12 seconds was 12 seconds. One's Avenging Crusader, I feel like that's the um, weird uh, wings proc. Tower of Radiance now causes uh, uh, Holy Light and Flash Light to additionally have a chance to grant Holy Power based on your target's current health. When cast on targets without Beacon of Light, increasing to 100% uh, on targets below 50%. Okay, nice little healing buff. Uh, Inflorescence of the Sunwell now grants a Holy Power every third cast of Holy Light with Infusion of Light. It was a 30% chance. This is good because it's no RNG base. You like stuff that's guaranteed after every three. Uh, it will give you a Holy Power rather than... The statistics say that you should get one in three, but realistically, you might just get very unlucky and not get one for ten sort of procs, that kind of thing. So for Priest, we have a few changes for Holy, Disc, and Shadow. Wow, we've got a lot. Okay. So for the main, for the class itself, new talent, Petrifying Scream. Psychic Scream causes enemies to tremble in place instead of fleeing in fear, which is really nice. Surges of Light now properly triggers from all healing spells. The root affected of Void Tendrils is now dispellable on enemy nameplates. Very good because it is a magic effect. It is a magic root, such as entangling roots. So it makes sense that it can be dispelled. Discipline Priest. Pain Transformation now causes Pain Suppression to heal you for 25% of your maximum health. Was 12%. Very good. Uh, Protector of the Fright. Frail now also grants Pain Suppression an additional charge. So two Pain Suppressions, that's really, really good. Light's Wrath now costs 2% of your base mana. Okay. Howard Solstice uh, damage reduced by 15%. Oh, that's kind of harsh, to be honest, but all right. Mind Blast now costs 1.6% of your base mana. Was 2.5. You're not really casting Mind Blast a lot as a Disc Priest. I think it's more Smites, Penances, that kind of thing. Uh, and your Pellwood Solace. Painful Punishment now increases the duration of Shadow or Pain and Purge the Wicked by 1.5 seconds. Uh, that is doubled from what it was. Embrace the Shadow now increases the duration of your Shadow Covenant by 8 seconds, was 4 seconds. Twilight Corruption has been redesigned. Shadow Covenant increases the damage and healing of Shadow Spells by an additional 10%. Uh, it's not really going to make or break it. Shadow Covenant now prevents... Or now converts Penance to a Shadow spell. Again, it's not really going to make or break it. Dark Reprimand. Shadow pe Penance can now be cast on allies. Stolen uh, Psyche has been redesigned and named Abyssal Reverie. Reverie. Uh, Atonement heals for 10-20% more when activated by Shadow spells. They're really pushing this uh, Shadow Covenant thing. Uh, Train of Thought causes Powerwood Solstice. Uh, to trigger a cooldown reduction for Penance in addition to Smite. Blaze of Light increases the damage of Power Word Solstice in addition to Smite and Penance. Wheel and Woe increases the damage of Power Word Solstice in, additional, in addition to Smite. Wow, they're 
No wonder they uh, nerf-powered Solstice, because you're shitting out loads of them, essentially. Um, Wrath Unleashed increases the damage of your powered Solstice in addition to Smite. Harsh Discipline can trigger the uh, can trigger from powered Solstice and Mind Blast in addition to Smite. This t- uh, talent is no longer tracked through Smite and instead appears on the personal resource display. Void Summoner can now trigger... From Power Word Solstice, in addition to Smite, Mind Blast, and Penance. There's a lot of Power Word Solstice, okay. Or Solace, sorry. Uh, added a new connection to the sides of the rows. And fix an issue prevent uh, preventing Dark Reprimand to consume power of the dark side. Okay. We're in Star Wars now. Uh, Holy, we have Burning... Oh my god. My My brain, man. It just doesn't click with some of these words. Burning Vehemence uh, and Searing Light have swapped positions in the talent tree. Searing Light is uh, now a one-point talent. Smite and Holy Nova deal 25% increased damage uh, to targets affected by Holy Fire. Burning Vehemence is now a two-point talent and has been redesigned. Increased the damage of Holy Fire by 15-30%. Holy Fire deals 15-30% increased or 30% of its initial damage to all nearby enemies within 12 yards of the target. Prayer of Virtuous now increases the maximum stack count of Prayer of Mending by 2 points. That's not too bad. And Shadow resolved an issue casting the Shadow versions of Halo and Divine Star to cost less mana than the Holy versions. Divine Star now generates 6 insanity. Halo now generates 10 insanity. Mind Games now generates 10 insanity. That's really good. But Mind Games, you know, does that. So for priests, they're really looking to push this like dark covenant stuff. It seems uh, for discipline, I would love to see the. I would love to buff the atonement healing. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe because you're looking at a lot of healing output going through power ward radiance, and a lot of it is just ooming discipline priests a lot. the The problem with discipline priests is they oom very quickly. So. I want to see them really push the atonement stuff. If they can damage, or if they can up that by maybe another 15%, I don't know. Like, they can have that as their main source of healing. They need to be on the offensive to be healing, and they have to spend a lot of mana to sort of get their teammates back up after they've been cc'd or something and then they can sort of slowly regen mana through just atonement healing dealing damage and healing at the same time that kind of thing so they're really trying to push the shadow covenant stuff but i don't think it's gonna be as impactful at the moment in time uh just because of where discipline priest is currently shaman you get one simple change healing tie totem healing is now increased by a hundred percent while not in a raid huge for pvp by the way that is giga buffed for pvp that is amazing uh but yeah it's not really useful much else is it uh for warlocks um you have a couple changes soul keeper has been redesigned summons a soul keeper that consumes all tormented souls you've collected blossing enemies uh, uh for chaos damage per soul consumed for eight seconds very simple Inquisitor's Gaze is now passive and has been redesigned. Your spells and abilities have a chance to summon an Inquisitor's Eye that deals chaos damage over time. Again, very simple, and I think it kind of makes sense. So, for Affliction, Soul Tap has been removed. 
Pandemic uh, Invocation has been moved to row six and is now a rank one talent or now a one rank talent. Okay. New talent focused uh, malignancy. Malefic Rupture deals 15 slash 30% damage increase to targets suffering from unstable affliction. Soul Swap has been redesigned as well. Copies your damage over time effects from the target, preserving their duration uh, for your next use of Soul Swap within 10 seconds. Will exhale a copy of the effects onto a new target. Very simple. Uh, it's a little redesign from uh, it basically just putting dots on a target. At full, at full duration it means that it takes a bit more time to ramp up your damage essentially for warrior you have a couple changes um for arms these are all for arms by the way uh defensive stance is now talented by default very good uh shuffled the positions of some nodes towards the end of the tree and added some new connections to try and aid the creative of more or the creation of more general builds Valor of Victory, now only uh, one rank and provides 1% versatility and reduces the cooldown of Die by the Sword by 30 seconds. This is a must in PvP, I think. New Talent, Improved Slam. Slam has a 10% increased chance to critically strike and deals 30% increased critical strike damage. I feel like they've tried with Slam for so long, since the very birth of Warcraft, but it just doesn't work. Give up on the ability of Slam, please. Oh, I just don't get it. Improved Overpower and Battle Lord now increase the damage of Dreadnought. I can't remember what Dreadnought is. Um, Battle Lord's chance to reset the cooldown on Mortal Strike or Cleave increased it to 35%, was 25%. That's very good. Uh, more Mortal Strikes, the better. Skull Splitter now causes Deep Wounds to expire instantly. That's very good for a bit more burst of damage. Tide of Blood now only causes Rend to expire instantly as Deep Wounds is built into Skull Splitter. Okay. Sweeping Strikes is now baseline. That's huge. Uh, new Talent, Spiteful Serenity, Colossal Smash and Avatar's Duration are doubled, but their damage bonuses are reduced by 50%. For PvP, that's awful. Maybe for PvE it's decent, but PvP, that's not good. Not good at all, in my opinion. So, ultimately, there's loads of changes. There is absolutely loads of changes. Um, there's a few more, but I'm running out of time on the podcast this week. Like, this would go into the hours if I was to go into more. But most of them, uh, the ones that I've left out, are just to do with um, sort of bits and pieces on the professions and the UI and stuff. It's nothing crazy these are like the main sort of balanced uh, changes that i wanted to uh refer to this week there is a lot of changes and what makes this really good is the fact that they're willing to play about with it and change it so dramatically a lot of people don't like the way that pvp or the meta is evolving right now it's a lot of shadow play it's a lot of demon hunter warlock it's a lot of stuff that isn't fun to play against to be honest, I don't even think it's fun to play. I've tried a Warlock. I've tried a Demon Hunter. They're just not fun to play. They... they. No, I might trigger a few people here. They seem very skillless. Demon, Demon Hunter, in my opinion, is a lot less buttons to press. Obviously, the skill ceiling for every single class, if you play it at the best level, is very high. Don't get me wrong. And there are a lot of people who are just better than me on Demon Hunter, Warlock, that kind of thing. But 
yeah, Warlock, it, it's... I think it can be fun, but in a sort of glass cannon type build, because I feel like warlocks in PvP anyway are very tanky for what they are. They are very tanky. They always have been in Warcraft, and I don't get it. They should be a glass cannon. I think most casters should be a glass cannon, in my opinion, but that's just me. And it's the same with Demon Hunters, even all melee at the moment, really. They're very passive in terms of how they heal. It's, um, they heal by doing damage. They don't have to differ from their rotation at all. If I need to heal on my Boomkin, I need to go in bear form, frenzy regen if I'm being chased, go out bear form or regrowth someone to heal them, and I'm giving up my damage. Fury Warriors, they're just meleeing people and they're getting healed through that, through doing their damage. Warlocks, exact same, getting soul leech through their damage. Uh, Demon Hunters getting leech, literal healing through their damage. Like, it's absolutely crazy, and I think that's what needs to be addressed more than anything in the game, especially PvP-wise. PvE is a completely different story. Uh, It's not as impactful in that sort of area of the game, but, yeah, it is what it is. But that is it for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. Do sure to check out Patreon down below for ad-free content, as well as Twitch and YouTube constant stuff happening. I've been starting to do sort of um, some small TikTok things as well. So be sure to check that out in the link below. Stuff to do with like three small tips for arenas. Uh, I'm going to do PvE, dungeons, mythics, all that kind of stuff. But thank you all very much for listening and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.